Live to tape. Welcome to Millennial Season 2, Episode 24. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. And I'm Matt. Feeling crazy today. Hey. I know. Laura's, Laura's not, not here. here. That's why I'm in a better yeah, mood. Yeah, she's not putting <laughs> us in check. Uh, uh, we love you. Yeah. We had, a, we, had a, we had a great episode last week, didn't we? We got a lot of good feedback. Yeah, we did. Um, I was really moved, actually, by the feedback. We had a lot of on Facebook, emails, what have you. I just want to say thank you again to everybody who who called in and, you know, shared their experiences and their feelings over what happened in Orlando. And just in general to our LGBTQ listeners, just in, in general, are have just been incredible to us mm-hmm. um, and very supportive of what we attempted to do last episode. So thank yeah. you guys. Yeah. You guys are awesome. It was a darker episode, but it was a good and important episode. So yeah. Yeah. A little show related announcements. We will be taking a summer break next week, our annual summer break. So we'll be taking two weeks off. Peace. We will be back (laughs) on July 13th, recharged and ready for the DNC and RNC conventions. Ready for the DNC. (laughs) I am so pumped for this, you guys. I know. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be amazing. I can't <laughs> wait for it. There's wall-to-wall coverage. There will be no sleep. I've, I've taken a week off work. Like, this is wait, it. Seriously? I've taken a couple days. Not a week. <laughs> I've, legit, I've legit put in time. That's not That's not a joke. Oh, I'm not God. at all surprised, though. Like, are you really, Andrew? <laughs> I guess I'm not. But I'm also going to pray for you because you're going to lose some brain cells watching Wolf Blitzer mumble his way through the conventions all day. Not <laughs> two weeks. Fair. Thoughts and prayers. Zombie at the end of it. My brain will have just dissolved. Yeah. Worth so, it. Yeah. Plus, there's those rumors that, that there may be a, uh, a coop at the RNC yeah. convention. So, ooh, I may try to kick out Trump. So, that'll be very interesting. I, I so desperately want to see this shit I know, show live. I, know. I would record I so- it and watch it nightly for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, what are you doing? Like, most people put on white noise or some background music. And <laughs> for Andrew, it's just the RNC 2016. Well, okay, so the the RNC, what exactly is it that we're going to be seeing? Like- we're going to be seeing several days of coverage where the delegates get together in a convention and they vote for who the presidential nominee should be but of course we already know who that's going to be because he's already won states so it's obviously going to be trump but like andrew was saying there could be there could be something crazy that goes on i mean the republicans could try and throw out a third party and even if they don't what i'm kind of excited to see is um people's reactions to trump being the 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 nominee like Mm -hmm. his 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 fans are rabid as fuck yeah Yeah. so there's gonna be some shit that goes down either way now, is this a closed convention or are like the public allowed to come in and watch as well? Both. Um, so there's most of the seats are reserved for delegates and super delegates and what have you. But there is a section that's that's open to public. So, OK, cool. Either way, we will be there in spirit, guys. and We'll be covering <laughs> the shit out of it. Believe it. For sure. There's going to be so much shit. So get this, people. I actually started Ubering. 
Matt, you didn't think I was going to do it, but I did it. I yeah, I'm very impressed. I haven't been murdered yet. It's actually been a little. It's been fun. I've 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 done uh, three days, and <laughs> um, it's it's really nice because I I work from home, as most people know. So it's 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 finally nice to get out of the house and like get around town and do stuff outside of the house that doesn't require spending money. I'm actually making money being outside of the house, which I don't think I've done in like. <laughs> <laughs> seven or eight years yeah i hear real i mean i hear good things from drivers um i know actually more than i than i actually really thought i did but they say like it's so much fun but it does put a lot of um tread on your car yeah yeah i mean you're obviously so, driving a lot more than you would expect but it it all depends on how much you're actually going to be driving that's um, true too like you're doing it mainly just to kind of just get out of the house yeah, so just, yeah a little little side how cash. much how much how many gallons of pepper spray have you purchased? <laughs> so, so at Elisa's recommendation, I did buy a little thing of pepper spray from Amazon. The good, and uh, I practiced with it, so I'm ready to attack. If, uh, <laughs> if but you practice with it, yeah. Well, if well, the instructions suggest that you 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 know give it a little. I mean, I didn't spray it in anybody's face. I just sprayed it on the ground just to make sure it was working. You should have just knocked on Matt's door. <laughs> He answers, and then you just spray it and be like, "I'm sorry, I just need to practice." Yeah, no, yeah, right. yeah. It wouldn't been. I wouldn't have been a good subject. I've, I've grown an immunity from it. All my customers have been very friendly, and uh, my fir- my first day, I had a. I haven't had too many crazy stories yet, but my first day, I did have a group of five five yeah. drunk girls who are like 23, 24, and they gave my car there. They were up at this party in the Hollywood Hills, and. Um, you know, they're all drinking and they brought a couple drinks inside my car. I'm like, whatever. I'm not going to complain about this on my first day and stir up shit. So I, so I let them all come in and, and <laughs> the girl behind me starts giving me a massage. What? Giving I, what? you a massage? Yes, giving me a massage, which I thought was creepy, but it also well, felt good. So was I wasn't going to stop say, her. No, but like, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Wait a minute. So, so this girl is just massaging your shoulders. Yeah, yeah, giving me a shoulder shoulder massage, like a deep. Did tissue. she ask? Did she say? No, anyone she said didn't. Anything, or are you just like, oh? Did well, you they just were go all with? they were all talking. They were all being chatty, chatty Cathy's. Um, but yeah, I no, can, she didn't ask. I can see you being simultaneously so uncomfortable and also so comfortable. Exactly. Like I was like, well, this is weird because a girl's touching me. Like, so it's not me touching the girl, so it's not weird, but is it? I, <laughs> what are these other four girls thinking? Because I, car? yeah, I know, because when you get really nervous, you just laugh constantly. <laughs> oh, yeah, so. I was, I was having a great time with them. I was, I was LMAOing. And th- at one point, like, the conversation turns, like, to establish that I'm gay. And one girl goes, What's your status? And immediately I assume. She means HIV status, and I'm like, "Are you asking me? What? Are you asking me if I'm?" No, that's what I would. That's my first thought too. Yeah, right. I what said this to Mike too. He thought the Wait, same thing. Wait, what's the thing. actual answer? Well, the answer is no, of course. But, well, so she was actually she actually meant, "Are you in a relationship?" And so for the rest of the trip, these girls were like, "Oh my god, I can't, th- I can't believe you thought I was asking if you were HIV positive." I was like, "Well, you asked what my status is. Nobody ever asks somebody like if I go up to a stranger on the street." I'm not like, what's your status? No, but I feel, okay, granted, granted, but also no one that I know of asks what your HIV status is either. I feel like it's more common to ask somebody (laughs) what the relationship status is than HIV status. I don't know why your head went to that. My head went there because you ask like, like, what's your, what's like, what's your relationship or 
Right, Aren't right. You single, Are you, like that's right, exactly. different. Than, what's my, your status? My head went to that because she asked right before that, or like I said that I was gay, and I don't know. So, <laughs> so this is this is a great start to what is sure to be a very fun segment <laughs> exactly, on this show. Exactly. Expect I more ridiculous stories. Cannot <laughs> wait for this. This is going to be like a regular weekly segment where Uber with Andrew Sims. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Oh, boy. Well, yeah. I know that if I ever need you to do something, I'll just start giving you a shoulder massage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You uh-huh. should get your own Twitter account or Instagram with quote cards saying like under the handle Sim, Uber Sims or something. Yeah. I am taking some notes so I can bring them up on the show here. Anyway, um, actually, this is, I wanted to also mention this. I, I'm making changes in my life. So I did the Ubering and I'm... Uh, I also fulfilled a New Year's resolution. Does anyone remember what my New Year's resolution was? To get out of the house more? <laughs> no. I <laughs> well, don't maybe, remember. But um, it was... It, it, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was to uh, to learn how to play an instrument, or I think I said piano. So I bought a piano recently, and I've been what? teaching myself. Yeah. What? No, yeah. wait. Yeah. A piano? or yeah. A keyboard? Well, or a keyboard. Like a I mean, not a grand piano. Okay. I don't have a baby grand yeah, in my... Yeah, he fucking flew to, to, like, Austria and got, like, Beethoven's <laughs> grand piano. No, yeah, I bought a keyboard. It's, uh, it was, like, it was one of those ones with the light-up keys, so it can kind of help teach you that way. And I found this iPad app that also teaches me. And I actually really like that so far, because it can listen to you playing... And then it'll make sure you're hitting the right notes and stuff. And it's really that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. So I'm cool. so happy that you've done this. Now yeah. I feel like I can do this too. <laughs> you should. I wanted to do something that like re- that that's like just for me. Like fuck everybody else. I just want to do something that's just me in my head and I want a talent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want a talent. <laughs> no, I think that's great. I want to so, be worth something. I, I want to be original. Yeah, I want to join a band someday. So, well, so, um, and so, a- a- any any listeners out there, if you have any tips for like learning piano or maybe instruments in general, I would love to hear them. Like any books you can recommend. So, so yeah. Anyway, those are my life updates. That's what I'm piano. doing over the next three weeks: learning piano and picking up drunk girls who give me back massages. That's and like no, that goes from like your HIV status. So like that 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 schedule goes from so classy to so trashy very quickly. <laughs> You're you are the classiest trashy person I know. <laughs> That's why I t- bought the piano. I needed to clear my head after after this trashy Uber driving. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, at least you're doing you're making money out of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to pay off that keyboard. It, you kind of get a Vegas thrill out of Ubering because you never know what's coming. But you're not losing money, so that's so it's kind of like a win-win, I think. Yeah. Anyway, kind of like a a grinder hookup or something. Yeah, exactly. You never you never know unless they share enough photos. Now, if during a grinder hookup, hookup, there I could understand maybe asking what's your status. <laughs> yes, that is yeah. important. That that the context is king, guys. <laughs> All right, let's dive into news, shall sure. we? Sure. Mm-hmm. So the Department of Justice just announced a couple of days ago that's going to edit the Orlando shooter's 911 phone call transcript to remove any and all of the shooter's references to Islam or ISIS. They claim that the move is all in an effort to protect Muslims who are likely targets of retaliation and in an effort to delegitimize ISIS's claim of power in the United States. Now, Attorney General Loretta Lynch says they refuse to, quote, further broadcast this man's allegiance to ISIS. 
That's how they justify editing the transcripts. But critics are decrying this announcement as a PR stunt and as being emblematic of a PC culture that expects sensitivity above facts. Uh, Neat. I, I don't know why this would be considered a PR stunt. That that doesn't really make sense to me. I um, think the argument there is that if we remove all references to radical, you know, uh, extremist extremism or ISIS, then you can't make the connection between this event and terrorism. And so you're sort of covering up the terrorism element to it, which, of course, only benefits the administration. No administration wants to have a terror attack on its hands. So yeah. that's the PR angle. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think it's fine. I, I, I think I think it was good that they removed some of it. Yeah, I wonder, like, how exactly do you really differentiate it being a terrorist attack and just, you know, a mass shooting? Well, they, a mass shooting can be a terrorist attack and, and vice versa. I personally think that this is, I think this is bogus. I think it's royally fucked up. Censoring I think, it? Yeah. I think when this is, this is the federal government censoring something in the most overt, clear terms possible. And it's not, you know, it's not free speech per se. They're not censoring like a citizen's right to do something, but they're, they're, they're they're black light they're blacklisting pure facts here it's he said these words these are the words that he said now we can have a conversation about whether or not he was really connected to isis mm-hmm. or he was just a, you know crazy and had delusions of grandeur we can have that conversation and we should i think this is personally i think this had more to do with you know him targeting the the gay community than anything else but that's yeah. a, but how can you even have a conversation at all if you don't have the facts? Exactly, if, I think and if so. those facts aren't present and and clear, this is I don't know. This smacks of something really weird to me. I kind of agree with the critics that this feels like some PC culture shit, where we were so worried about say we're so worried about connecting you know Muslims or Islam to something terrible that it's, that in order to try and uh, accommodate sensitivity we just throw the truth and reality right out the window i think i think you're right elisa i think that i think that it's not really the especially the justice department but just the government itself to to try to manipulate facts so so we can think what they want us to to think or feel and i think that's what they're trying to do they're trying to sway yeah the public's um, views on it to benefit them well another word for that is manipulation right they are manipulating it because they don't i mean it's not really up to them for the public to decide how to feel about the facts that are there it's their job to be honest with us and then i i agree so yeah and 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 here's here's the irony i mean first of all of course it should clearly go without saying just because this asshole claims that he's a muslim or he's doing this in the name of islam I mean, that's clearly ridiculous, right? We had that conversation already that no one should be judging, you know, a whole faith based off of that. That doesn't mean, however, that we should turn a blind eye to the things that terrorists say, domestic or otherwise. I think that's very dangerous, is if we just ignore parts of what they say or do to suit our own agenda. Secondly, there's some serious irony in all of this because by redacting the transcript and editing the transcript, they're just drawing more attention 
to the exact thing that they don't want people to focus on. Mm-hmm. I guess, but but if if I I can also see it from the perspective of they don't want to give this guy more attention than they have to because then it can encourage other people who want to go out and get a lot of attention. It's kind of the the same line of thinking where oh I'll I'll, I'll try to cause the the biggest mass shooting in U.S. history so I can become famous in okay, a weird well- way. If we if we need to stop giving this guy so much attention, then we should, you know, focus that on the media doing it as opposed to, you know, the actual steps the and, and procedures that yeah. they have to do. Like, no matter what, they have to release the information anyways. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well, and who, Andrew, didn't somebody speak out recently about Paul this? Paul Ryan. Paul, Paul, Paul Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, what did he, he say? He agrees with you. He said, selectively editing this transcript is pe- preposterous. We know the shooter was a radical Islam- is- Islamist extremist inspired by ISIS. We also know he intentionally targeted the LGBT community. The administration should release the full unredacted transcript so the public is clear-eyed about who did this and why. Yeah. If we a- don't know why, I agree. But I think we know why. <sighs> I'm a little sick with myself that I agree with Paul Ryan so ardently here. <laughs> well, and also, I just want more answers about about his background in the homosexual, in the LGBT community, because there have been these reports about him having frequented that nightclub and being on Grinder and stuff like that. So I, I want to hear more about that part of it, because I just it seems so bizarre to me. Well, obviously, he, he seemed to have some uh, deep lying anger with his sexuality. If he felt like he should kill gay people uh, or target a, 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 a place where gays gather. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I keep I keep saying that this is m- not really a terrorist attack as opposed to more of a, a hate, uh, a, a hate, hate crime. crime. Yeah. And yeah. the media never says it. Well, to be clear, also, um, you know, it, even if it's even if it's a, a U.S. citizen and they're. Even if it's domestic terrorism, it's it's still terrorism. It doesn't terrorism isn't just you know foreigners coming to America and like killing people. It's oftentimes right. Americans killing Americans. I think this was a terrorist attack. I think it was domestic terrorism and a very clear example of a hate crime. And people need mm-hmm. to be reminded that terrorism can happen here in the U.S. and it does because leading into our next story. Um, it was a it was really frustrating day in Washington on Monday. Senators couldn't muster enough bipartisan support to pass a series of gun control measures, the latest in a long string of failed attempts at enacting tighter curbs on firearms in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, senators from each party introduced the measures they said would have strengthened background checks and prevented suspected terrorists from attaining weapons. Uh, so, uh, something that seems so obvious to change, like Obama was was talking about that that clip we played on our last episode, but um, not not one of the four bills passed, and now we're back to square one again. And it's just shocking when you when when the biggest shooting in U.S. history occurs, and still nothing changes because the NRA has an ironclad grip on senators on the on yes and specifically the republican party i try really hard Mm -hmm. not to be not to be super partisan but in in this on this particular issue if you look at any of the votes not just from this time but from any past 
legislation on on gun reform, it's it's very clearly split on party lines. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the the NRA has most of the Republican senators bought and and paid for. So I don't know. I will. S- I will say this, though, that despite the fact that legislation wasn't passed, I still think it's a pretty big accomplishment that we had this debate at all, because that that wasn't on the agenda ever for this year or for next year, for any year. And to be clear, the Democrats knew they weren't going to win any of this. Mm -hmm. It was they knew they did not have the votes. The reason that they pursued it anyway, knowing that it would it wouldn't go anywhere it's because this is all about agenda setting. This is all about making uh, 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 making a stand and and putting your agenda out there for the public, so that way when November rolls around, the voting citizen understands where the Democrats and Republicans' differing priorities are. Yeah. So this was this was all about agenda setting and getting this on people's radar and saying, "Hey, I know we don't have the votes. We're going to lose this." Shit's not happening, but this is where I stand anyway, and if it matters to you, you should vote for me. Yeah, I think it really made people angry yesterday. I was on Twitter while while this news broke and everybody was just furious because you just look at this the it the the facts are so clear at this point and so disgusting at this point. Mm-hmm. Um by the way, speaking of seeing who voted and who didn't, there's a very easy way to see that. You can go to everytown.org slash senate hyphen vote hyphen orlando and they have a very easy breakdown you could see uh who voted which way and like Mm -hmm. elisa said republicans voted no democrats voted yes there's yeah and there's also been a uh, a big debate slash you know conversation going on as well about whether it's fair that these these senators get to stay in office for so long and whether we should change that or not Mm. yeah well I, i see Elisa, you mentioned um, November and getting people mm-hmm. fired up for November, and I think that's that's awesome. I hope it works, but it won't, will it? I, most people don't vote on gun reform. Most most people most people gun reform is not generally a um, a single issue. Uh, issue. So lots of people will vote for a candidate based off of, for example, whether they're pro-life or pro-choice. So abortion is definitely like a big one. Mm-hmm. Gun reform is, has up until this point, at least not, not been, uh, that influential. But, uh, I don't know. I would say that, that the tide could be turning in that direction because bear in mind, mm-hmm. a lot of people dislike Hillary. She's obviously going to be the Democratic nominee. So like if a lot of people dislike Hillary, but, I think that given all the violence, this could be an issue that maybe possibly uh, sways some of the people who are on the fence to yeah. actually showing up and voting for her. She's very much she's very publicly against uh, the NRA. Oh, for sure. There, um, there is uh, the, the whole gun issue is still moving. Um, on Tuesday, there was a bipartisan bill aimed at stopping suspected terrorists from buying a gun. So now they're they're trying to just tackle that one at this point. So yeah. we'll see if anything comes. I just – and the, I think the NRA as well has been like, oh, yeah, no, we totally agree with that. Suspected terrorists shouldn't have guns. So if this one can't pass, I – we are so beyond fucked. <laughs> I, I think the bigger – I feel like – this this whole issue of, of of gun control 
in Congress, if if nothing else, should really be teaching us something about campaign finance and money in politics. This is the quintessential example of of money influencing politics above and beyond democracy and what the people actually want. Yeah. If you look at any polls out there, overwhelmingly Americans on both sides of the aisle are in favor of, for example, universal background checks and uh, mandatory licensing for a handgun. Overwhelmingly, I'm talking 70 to 80% of Americans are in favor for that, and yet we can't do that. So it's not democratic. The way that this is working right now is it's the, the people's voices aren't being heard. The NRA's voice is being heard, and that's because they're, they're buying senators, quite literally. And there's someone, I can't remember who, some comedian suggested that elected officials should wear jackets like NASCAR drivers where it <laughs> yeah, has yeah. all of their yeah has like all their <laughs> all the the organizations that donate to their campaign should have those sponsors like all over their jackets yeah um, yeah i think yeah, we yeah. talked about that a few weeks we ago. did yeah we we talked about it i think at least a month ago like we four should, or five episodes we that that should be on the agenda i think like fuck any other legislation let's just get that done yeah that'd be great all right let's do it so one more political story and then we'll talk about Finding Dory, the new Pixar movie. Something unrelated to politics. I know, crazy, right? Right. Well, so before that, though, oh. uh, Trump Trump fired his campaign manager this week. His campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, who has really been like running this shit show from start to finish. He was there with Trump at the very beginning when Trump made his announcement over a year ago. Um, and apparently... The firing came out of left field. Even Lewandowski didn't know he was about to be fired. He was on the phone with donors in the RNC only about an hour and a half before before it all happened. So yeah. he had he had zero clue. This came out of left field for him. And you know who really knows um, who really knows like what the actual reasons were. But there are also reports that he could have been fired perhaps because he and Donald Trump's daughter Ivanka. Or have been at each other's throat. Yeah. Have you heard that, Andrew? Yeah, there have been reports that the kids kind of staged an intervention of sorts where they were like, it's either Corey or us, Dad. And uh, yeah, they kind of they forced him out. I think this is this ultimately is really good for Trump. Corey has been in the news lately, which is not or he's been in the news pretty regularly. He was accused of, I think, roughing up a reporter at one point. Um, and the campaign, the campaign has always just been so bizarre. It's been so untraditional. So, um, it's, it, it, this, this move is probably going to be an attempt to take the campaign to the next level for the general election. Maybe they'll try to get Trump in a little more order now and act more like, you know, a presidential candidate should. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. It's it's hard to imagine Trump like not saying whatever's on his mind at any given moment. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe he'll try to put it together because the polls over the past week haven't been very good for him either. Um, not only do people just really not like him in the polls, but in those general election polls, he Hillary's had an advantage recently. So, yeah, I agree. This is definite. This is definitely emblematic of a general election pivot i mean whatever the fuck is going on with you know swiss family robinson over there i don't give a shit (laughs) this is very clearly an attempt on trump's part or the campaign's part 
to to be able to to look their voter in the eye and say, okay, we recognize that there's been some slip ups. Maybe this will help. And somehow he's now he's a scapegoat. You know, his form, the campaign manager is now the scapegoat for anything that was said or anything that was done that was offensive Mm -hmm. or terrible. Now they can point to Corey Lewandowski and say, well, he was kind of, you know, he was at the helm. So that's what they're going to try to do um, is make make him the fall guy. What's interesting to me moving forward into the general election, the, the typical way that, that someone runs for office, there's, there's a very set pattern to this that everybody follows. And that goes define, differentiate, attack. So you define yourself and your campaign and your agenda. Then you move into the phase where you're differentiating that from your opponent. And then you move into the phase towards the end where you attack the opponent and things become very negative. That's why you always see negative things right leading up to, you know, the, the actual vote. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the way that's that's the order that that all campaigns are run in, except for Trump's. Trump started backwards. He started with attack. He started he said, fuck defining myself. Fuck differentiating anything. I'm just going to attack, attack, attack. Now into the general He's going to be forced to follow up and try to define himself. And I don't think that's going to go particularly well. Yeah. And speaking of the attacks, I mean, Hillary's attacks have just been brutal. I keep watching these commercials they're releasing and they are so good. <laughs> they just they just use Trump word, Trump's own words against him. That's the beautiful part. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what's great about it is that it's so funny and you don't really need to do anything really to it. Yeah. It's just funny on its own. Yeah. All right. Well, enough of politics. Let's let's talk Pixar. So um, they released their 17th, kind of crazy to think there's been 17 Pixar movies um, at this point. Uh, the newest one is Finding Dory. It's a sequel to Finding Nemo, which came out all the way back in 2003. It is it 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 um, broke a record, broke multiple records, actually. It is the top grossing animated release for an opening weekend. It beat Shrek. Um, Finding Dory made 154 million in the first four days. And uh, did you guys see it? Yes, I have not yet. I, what? I'm planning on seeing it tonight. Actually, I would have expected you to see it. I know. You know, honestly, um, I up until maybe this week when I started hearing reviews about it, I was not very interested in seeing it because yeah. I, it just didn't seem Who like. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> no, but like I know it's weird. It's just, I mean, I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprising myself, but it just didn't seem like a movie sequel that needed to be made. And it didn't I actually really make the sense. same way. I was initially excited when they announced it a couple years ago, but then as the promos came out and stuff like that, I was like, eh, okay, fine, because it kind of felt like a rehashing, but. After seeing it, I really did like it. I, it did have a lot of heart. Um, it was beautiful. It was funny. What do you think, Elisa? Yeah, I I really liked it. I thought it was a little slow to start out. It was mm. a it was a longer one of the longer movies. Mm. Um, but the more it went on, the funnier it got. You know, like but the did. the la- the last I would say thirty to forty minutes of the movie was hysterical. I couldn't yeah. stop laughing. It was it was awesome. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I it was part. I will. I do see where Matt's coming from. Like there were parts that felt a little contrived. Like, oh, how convenient that Dory remembers just enough to spur a plot along, but not <laughs> enough to actually end it quickly. Yeah, <laughs> like, 
There yeah. were some parts that did feel a little contrived, but you know what? The execution was so damn good, I didn't care. Yeah, yeah, it, it was fu- it was fun. I didn't see. I always look forward to catching Pixar Easter eggs in the movies. I didn't catch too many this time. I may have seen the Pizza Planet ch- um, truck. Uh, I'm sure there's more. I can't wait to watch the watch it on Blu-ray because Finding Nemo was such a beautiful film. I remember when it got released on Blu-ray. That that was stunning. I think that was uh, one of the last ones. So released. good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So, do, are there any other Pixar movies you guys want to see sequels for? Well, the only one I want to see is already actually being made is The Incredibles two. Yeah. Sequel. That's... Yeah, everybody seems. I I would say that is the one movie that people are most desperate to see a sequel for. Like it, out, including studios outside of Pixar. Just everybody is so excited for that. I think with like Pixar, most definitely. I think I I do I no, I have no idea why Cars got two sequels, let alone one. Money and merchandise. Huh? Kid, kids, yeah, I kids guess so. Love cars. Yeah, people love like NASCAR and shit, but. Yeah, I I think thing. Incredibles is still one of my favorite uh, Pixar movies of all time, and it also sets up a sequel at the end. <laughs> yeah, it does, but it also yeah, it does. That's I doubt why. that it's going to be, but I mean, I doubt that's the plot that they led to. But I think I bet that they will. you know, like they have like it's possible to add more stories to it. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, and, and in the case of Cars, it's funny. Like Pixar likes to pretend that they don't do things for money. Or Disney likes to pretend it to. And yet, here we are with Toy Story 4, Cars 2, which is like one of the most disliked Pixar movies. And, and there's a has... Cars 3 coming now. And there's a Cars Land at Disney. Yeah, that's cool, though. They did do a good job with that one. <laughs> um, we did a thing on Hypeable. We did this game kind of thing where you can... We tried to source the community to figure out what Pixar movie is most liked ever. Um and Finding Nemo was number one, which actually surprised me. I don't know if people were just feeling nostalgic for it because Finding Dory just came out or what, but that was number one. Monsters, Inc. was number two, and Toy Story was number three, and then Incredibles was number four, Up was five, Inside Out was six. I think the, I think the movies that tend to do really well are the ones that are enjoyed by both adults and children. Yeah. And Finding Nemo is definitely one. Up is another Really, all of the the original Pixar movies tend to have that quality. That's why they're so popular. Mm. And I don't know with Cars, though. I think that got lost a little bit. But I think I think I was just so disconnected from it because it kind of gears towards a certain niche of people. Yeah. So that's Finding Dory. Definitely recommend seeing it. And uh, Matt, tweet about it after you see it. Let us know what you thought. Okay. I'm probably going to be high, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. Think, what's next after Finding Dory? What's the next Pixar movie now? Um, Isn't it... Isn't it... That's no, not slow. Incredibles. Is it? It's 2017. Uh, hold on. Let me look it up. Now I'm curious. They used to put new... Uh, the next one will be Cars 3. <laughs> Fuck me. Which we haven't seen a single thing from. And then Coco. That's an original by Lee Uncrinch. Who who directed Toy Story three? That comes out mm-hmm. November twenty seventeen. So that, so and then man. Toy Story four on June fifteenth two thousand eighteen. And yeah. fuck me, June twenty first twenty nineteen is the Incredible sequel. Yeah. Oh well, Cars three. 
Toy Story 4 even. Like, can I'm we just, excited for that. No, can we just stop it, please? I'm just scared. They announced that... it's going to be a, a, a Woody and Bo Peep love story. Woody and Buzz <laughs> are going to go find Bo Peep. I think that's so beautiful. Why can't these toys just stop finding shit? No, no. I love Toy Story. I'm, I'm down like, for more of that. Why do they keep getting lost? Well, somebody else is about to get lost. It's England. Ooh, good transition. <laughs> oh, Thank God. you. Uh, Elisa, do you want to tell us about Brexit? I guess. I don't. <laughs> this is so fucked, guys. So Brexit is sort of what, you know, it's what stands for Britain or British exit from the European Union. That's right. The, U- the, the UK is considering leaving the EU. There's a referendum that is taking place, I believe it's Thursday. So um, this Thursday. And the country is going to vote as to whether or not to stay or to leave. Uh, the, the party that really is uh, sort of uh, responsible for this referendum is UKIP or the UK Independence Party. They're the ones that have been spearheading this effort. There's a lot, a lot that goes into how and why this came about. But I guess the two biggest things that are cited by supporters of leaving the EU is one, migration. There's a lot, a lot of of sort of, of hatred and fear about immigrants over in the UK right now. I would say Europe in general. Um, and, and so their, their fear is that, you know, the EU has too much power over their migration policies and that they want to, they want to scale back significantly. And this might allow them to, to do that. Number two is just financially. There's an argument to, to be made, they say, that they put way too much into uh, the EU, that they put too much money into it and they want more control over their funds. So they're just they're just they're just they're just done, basically. <laughs> they're done with the they're EU. They're just done. They're over it. Over they're it. like they're. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the problem the problem is that, in my opinion, like, listen, I'm not a British citizen, but in my opinion, this is just completely asinine. I don't understand. I I I I don't get Few it. Few people can... do, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's, so it's what... they sound kind of like the asshole that's in a group project that complains that they do the most work, so they should get their they should get most credit for it. So when I was over there a couple weeks ago, I was hearing a lot about this because uh, mainly because my friend Richard is is vehemently against this, as are most people who aren't racist. This seems to come down to racism, if 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 you ask Richard, because um, the Leave campaign wants to control the migrant population, but the problem is the people outside of the densely populated areas, like London, so you know, out in the country, so like the hillbillies of England, they're racist, they hate these Syrian refugees coming over, they don't want them there. Um, so people want to get out of the EU so they can control the migrant population. Um, and then, in addition to those reasons that Elisa mentioned as well. Um, but tensions are high, there was the really sad story last week, the lawmaker Joe Cox was shot and killed by somebody uh, who disagreed with her views. She was pro-stay. Uh, the, the guy who killed her was wanted uh, was part of UKIP, I think. He, he definitely was for getting out of the EU. Um, it was an interesting time for me to be over there because it was just all over the news. And when I went to Springsteen, there were people handing out I'm in and uh, I'm out 
stickers so i took one of the i am in ones and i wore it to the concert nice and then i kind of mm-hmm. regretted it when i saw the tensions were so high that people were dying um but yeah so i have that little sticker souvenir and now it's going to become valuable because the polls are actually making it look like they could actually leave this actually might happen and that was the the polls started to shift while i was over there because uh richard and somebody else who i was with they were they were panicking over watching these daily poll results come in and from what i've been hearing though about all this is that even if they do leave the european union that doesn't necessarily mean that they'll be able to do whatever they want because if they at any time in the future want to trade or have some type of barter with the european union they still have to obey by those laws exactly that's exactly what i was gonna say too like you can leave the eu if you want but guess what you're still part of europe even just geographically you're gonna have to trade with with these countries so what do you what do you think is gonna happen here like you're you're gonna have to trade and by virtue of needing to trade with these countries you're gonna have to abide by many of the exact same laws and regulations that you're trying to escape so i don't think you actually get a whole ton of autonomy back. But what you do accomplish is kind of fucking over, you know, destabilizing the continent in many ways. I mean, to have a country, any country, but particularly one as as big and important and influential as the UK, leave the European Union, that's that's that is seriously destabilizing. This that entire union stays together based off of of trust and cohesion. Um, this would be a pretty big wrench in that. And on a person-by-person level, R- Richard was also mentioning to me that to go to travel to countries now, for somebody in England to travel to other countries, it's going to be a pain in the ass. Because mm-hmm. now you're not a part of the EU, so you got to do extra custom shit. Yeah, right. and there's so many countries in that small right, vicinity. Right, that people are traveling to all the time. So it's going to be these extra steps. It's It's... It's 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 really bizarre that this all happened, and uh, it's fun to watch, but <laughs> also really sad. I I really want to hear from some of our UK listeners on this. Yeah. So you guys, seriously, should write in, tell us what you're thinking, and we'll follow up on this next week. At that point, the vote will be mm-hmm. set. We won't be here next week, but well, oh, that's right. Okay, well. <laughs> We'll follow up on it in three weeks. <laughs> Forget it. It's fine. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe by then they'll have changed their minds and they'll reverse the vote. You know what's funny or fucking pathetic? I can't figure out what this is. It sounds really bullshit to me. So John Oliver's Last Week Tonight actually airs over in the UK. They, they It airs on Mondays. Well, the episode is now not airing until Thursday. And Sky Atlantic, a Sky Atlantic spokesperson said the move comes in, to, in response to broadcast neutrality rules. <laughs> so because he's bitching so much about Brexit, <laughs> this is not airing in the UK until after everyone in England realizes it's too late to change their vote. Because John Oliver is, is very against it and, and just talks about how stupid it is. So, But that but like, just disgusts me that they think this can't air until after the vote i think yeah, and it's also hilarious that 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 they think that people this would do won't watch it or just because it doesn't air oh right but yeah it's on youtube not, yeah did they not consider the internet <laughs> yeah i mean what is this china like this is just ridiculous so um so yeah Stupid. that that's what's going on there 
Well, it's time now for Surprise Bitch. We would have called one of our UK people. I was thinking of doing that, but it's 2 a.m. there. So I think it's... I, I would feel inappropriate calling one of our UK listeners. Or should we? <laughs> I mean, I don't... Fuck it. Wake them up. Fuck yeah. it. All right. If you can just call them governor. Hello, governor. Wait, what? This is Laura. Hello? Hello, Laura? <laughs> Laura? Surprise, bitch. This is Melania. What's up? Sorry for calling you so late. Oh, my God. Hello? <laughs> hey, were you asleep? <laughs> no, it was I'm 2 a.m. Holiday. You're on holiday? Oh, where are you at? No, I'm packing. I'm packing for a holiday. I go to Mallorca on Thursday morning. Oh, very exciting. So you're leaving just in time before the big vote. Or you're leaving just after the big vote. Yeah, no, she's oh, leaving the country. Vote, no. I'll be out of the country, yeah. Oh. Yeah, she's getting out before the shit happens. Are you mailing in a ballot or something? Or how's that going to work? I, I I was too late to sort that out. I should have oh. done it by post. But So so what? I'm glad we reached you. And... and uh, Thank you for answering so late at night. Um, how do you feel about this? This uh, about hashtag Brexit? Um, I've had enough of it now. I just want it to be over. To be honest, do do you want to stay in or get out? Yeah, I want to stay in. Stay yeah. in. Do Do you feel that most people agree with you, or at least most sane people? Um, worryingly, some of my friends don't agree. Hmm. So it's kind of a subject we've been avoiding to stop the arguments. <laughs> well, I I can only imagine. Jesus, what what are what are their reasons for wanting to go? Most people that I've spoken to want to stay in. Um, I, I think I'm not really sure. I think they just got this whole thing about immigration's going to be dealt with if we leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was um, hearing that a lot when I was. But they don't there. seem to think about. They don't seem to consider the other consequences of, you know, about workers' rights and our pay and all the, all sorts of things that the EU's given us. Yeah. What is what's what's the what's the atmosphere like in terms of, you know, Im- immigration? Is there, you know, here there's a lot of vitriol and, and anger over, you know, Mexico and and um, undocumented immigrants coming from from Mexico. And that's like a big that's like a big issue. What's what's the atmosphere like there? I mean, we we've been watching it and there's sometimes there's a lot of accusations of of racism um it's not really been on the news recently to be honest because they've been covering florida and other things oh. um it's mostly the right wing people that 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 get mm. angry about it mm. um well, fuck I, I, I don't really discuss it at work or with my friends so i, I couldn't really tell you yeah mm. Mm. is it kind of like a taboo subject to talk at work or anything um yeah, we're just yeah, we're not that much of an educated bunch, so we just kind of avoid things like that. To be honest. <laughs> Neither are very we. helpful answer. <laughs> we just carry on. So, what are you going to be God. doing over in New York? Mallorca, not New York, Spain. Oh, Spain. Spain. I thought you said New York. Sorry, no, she's going to an actual place. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing over in Spain then? A uh, family holiday. Sixteen of us. Oh wow, that's a lot of people. Beach holiday. Oh, very nice. Very yeah, nice. cool. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Well, we hope you have a that's, good time over there. It's yeah. way better than New York, by the way. <laughs> well done. No, I've been to New York. I want to come back. Uh, <laughs> really? You don't want to yeah. go now? It's hot. See, four Why, what, what did you like about New York? Um, 
just just the size of the buildings. I've never never not been able to see the sky before. Oh. Um, see that nice. terrifying. The Statue of Liberty was amazing. Yeah, like that that alone was why I didn't enjoy my first time in New York. I got claustrophobic. Yeah, but they just don't yeah. have those tall buildings over there in England. Yeah. Really. I mean, I wouldn't no, mind going no. to New York. I went up. Yeah. I went Seems... up the Twin Tower. Oh, oh really? Wow. Yeah. How was that? Was it terrifying? Um, amazing. Yeah, you could feel the building swaying in the wind. Oh, yep. no, thank you. No, yep. thank you. Yeah. That's, That's a hard much. pass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Floor to ceiling glass. You could see right down to the taxi that looked like ants. It was. It was amazing. Oh. That's that's interesting. That's terrifying. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I'll never forget it. Our Laura isn't on the show today, so British Laura, it was great having you on, and thank you for your insight. <laughs> you and, have a much nicer <laughs> accent than our Laura. Yeah, mm-hmm. and <laughs> really, we hope you stay in the EU. I did my part over there. I was wearing an I am I'm in sticker, so I tried. You, you did your good deed of the year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> thanks andrew uh hey anytime anytime and uh <laughs> i'll talk to you later have a nice time have fun Spain. have fun on holiday thank you bye yeah get some bye. <laughs> bye bye oh well that that worked out well yeah gonna go to spain get some hot spanish ass over there <laughs> yeah with so, the family <laughs> so glad we didn't wake her up <laughs> i know i know I was so I I was I was taken aback when she answered. It's like, uh, yeah, okay. So it's time now for okay, sorry, not okay, Cupid. Fuck off, Cupid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna turn on some sexy music, and we are gonna get in the zone. We're gonna get in there. We're gonna get. So we're gonna be doing yeah. So we we have four dramatic readings for you guys. I'm gonna start. Then it's gonna go Matt. Then Andrew, and then Matt again. So <laughs> brace your butthole. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous one. too. I need you to not fucking laugh because I really need to keep my shit together. Sure thing. You got it. <sighs> okay. Behold, you look like the Mona Lisa and or you look like a swordfish of sex. Please, I don't want to die. Behold, Allow my genitals to become a mystery to you. I invite you to know nothing about my crotch. If you already know what my genitals look like, you must forget their shape immediately. Death is around the corner for me. I'm going to end up in the ground for certain, behold. I cannot help but notice that your views on laundry have been hidden from me. Reveal to me your love of laundry. Nothing can delay the reaper. I... (laughs) I hate you. And yes, you guessed it. I'm going to run you over with my train, the steam locomotive of your dreams. Toot toot is the sound of it. I don't care how much you weigh. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Unreal. Is that it? Yeah, Matt, go for it. I don't care how much you weigh. Toot toot, Matt. Toot fucking toot. (laughs) All right. Toot toot. All right. Damn, bitch. You look fire. You look like the type of dude I would set on fire. Yo, ho. You want to send me them titties? 
Thanks for the like, smirk emoji. Do you like dominant male with fat cock licking all over your and your clit until you orgasm? <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. I mean, yes. <coughs> Why, yes, of course. All right. Last one. You look like the sweetest girl. I'm sorry to bother you, but I have a very serious question. I've been getting so dizzy and fainting constantly lately, so I went to see the doctor. He diagnosed me with a rare form of hypoglycemia, which is a very low blood sugar. He told me that regular sugar and sweets won't help me. The only thing that could help me, though, is finding the sweetest pussy and eat it three times per day, and there's no other medicine. He gave me a prescription for it. Can you please find it in your heart to help me fill my prescription? I'm very ashamed and embarrassed to ask, but I have no other choice. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry well, for the awkward moment of music silence. Erotic music for sex was only three minutes long. <laughs> Is pussy sweet? I don't know. <laughs> No one here on this call would have any clue about that. Oh, I mean, not even you. you? Tasted? Yeah, you haven't like self lick. Uh, never mind. I'm sorry. No, it's no, not self lick. I, I mean, I, have you ever tasted your own juice? Is what he's asking. Not on purpose. Like if someone's gone down on me and then I've kissed them afterwards, you know. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, you loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, loved it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that that's fuck off Cupid, I guess. I don't know what these people are thinking. I think we wanted to talk a little bit about online dating and the algorithms that match us up with people. And like I mean, particularly okay Cupid, that's been my that's been, you know, my my experience. But have we ever been mismatched terribly? And do we do we trust these algorithms to to get it right? See, that is funny that you bring this question up because just recently um, I watched a, an episode on Casual. I don't know if you guys have watched it at all. It's a series yeah, on, it's Hulu. on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, one of the uh, one of the main characters like created an online dating site through his algorithm. And what uh, one of the episodes was they were um, this company wanted to buy them out. And try to set the algorithm to not actually have people um, meet based off of their interests and everything, but mismatch them on purpose just so they can keep coming back and using the site. So oh, that's interesting. I wonder if like OkCupid or Tinder actually do that too, where they just, you know, not everybody, but like, like it was a generally consistent um, mismatch people just so they have a bad time, and then come back to keep using the app. Now, see, I just think humans are very complicated, and no algorithm is going to be able to match two people perfectly every time. I think they can certainly help get close to a what would be seen as a perfect match, but... But humans and relationships and life is just all very complicated. You can't you can't leave it leave it up to questions like you know sex on the first date and and shit like that. Like yes, there's obviously can help get rid of certain people. Like for example, if if you 
really don't like smokers, you can kind of avoid those people thanks to these algorithms and whatnot. But, but yeah, I, I just, I just, I just think that if the dating sites get it wrong, it's not necessarily on purpose, although that casual episode certainly presents an interesting way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think, I just think it's complicated. <laughs> yeah. I've, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how much I trust the I trust the questions that they ask because if you notice like on OkCupid they'll ask you they'll ask you something that's very not not black or white at all. It's like what would you do in this situation? And then it's like some like fucking Hogwarts house like question, and then there's two options, and you have to pick one, and then it weighs that very heavily and and i don't know i don't i don't i tend not to trust them overly much though to be fair laura and i have like a 98 percent match rating <laughs> and that's so very accurate it is accurate so even though i i really take it with a grain of salt i'm super proud of my match rating with laura <laughs> super well, proud of it i would be proud of that too that's pretty pretty remarkable so you can it's s- intense so you can see that it can work and it's yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it can. Yeah, it can work if if one of us changes our genitals. Maybe OK Cupid should just exist to match friends. There's so. Have you ever seen? You can say on OK Cupid, oh, I'm interested in dating or friendship or both. Everyone checks off friends, but is anyone ever actually just looking for friends? <laughs> I no. Hope. Well, no, no, no. But the, of course, the first. The first attempt is a relationship, but if the relationship doesn't work out, you could still be friends. I have a friend who I dated for a little bit, uh, and it didn't work out, so we became friends instead. Mm-hmm. But did you have sex with them? Why does that matter? Because I think, oh, I think it's kind of more challenging to create a friendship with someone that you've had, you know, uh, sexual, someone you fucked. Um,. Well, no, I think it depends on the two people. I can definitely see how that would make things more complicated, but uh, we did hook up and we, how I was mean, it? there was still a break and all, but I'm not getting into that. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. That's why I decided we should just be friends. <laughs> Does he listen to this episode? No. Or this show? No, oh. I just, I, I mean, it was fine. I think he my- said I'd give great head. I've heard that a lot, actually. Uh, right, okay. Matt? <laughs> what were you saying, Elisa? Too soon. Too soon. Um, <laughs> I think Don't act like you're not curious, Elisa. I am curious. Oh. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm super curious. I, kinda, uh, I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it's I want to get, I want to get like a strap on and just have you go to town <laughs> just to see this oh, in person. so good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Suck my this, strap on. This feels swap. right. This swap. Feels, oh, God. You suck my strap on, and I'll just actually suck your dick. Yeah, good old, good old fashioned sixty nine. <laughs> we can record it. Yeah, but Elisa, like, how will you know $10 that you're subscribe. good at it? Because you're like, this sucks. I'm not feeling anything. No, but I can tell. Like, I'll, I'll watch him. You know, <laughs> I'll watch. I'll watch the movement and 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 assess and analyze. I can. I have a pretty good idea of these things. What were you gonna say? Sorry. No, this is critical. This is like <laughs> mission critical, actually. Um, I think this is what we should do when we get together for the election. <laughs> I think this has to happen. Yeah. 
Um, Shit, at least it was coming in my face. I missed the the latest CNN projection. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little bit of little bit of dildo cum in my eye. I can't see wolf through the cum in my eye. <laughs> Don't worry, it doesn't look any different. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say that I the the time I was most mismatched with someone was so we had we had a 91% match rating it's pretty solid I met up with them and he was a very like he was a he was a cool guy he was very nice but we were just so so different he was a state trooper and and again, not, there's nothing wrong with that, but he fit the the television stereotype of like a cop. You know what I mean? So super masculine, bro, like gym kind of deal, um, obsessed with guns mm. and all weapon of or all manner of weapon, actually, um, like martial arts and stuff like that. And we didn't relate on anything. There wasn't like a single topic we related on. And I'm like, how did we get 91%? I go back home and I like do a little bit more digging. And it turns out that it was all of our sex questions. Like <laughs> everything, everything we answered about like sex and dating was like on point to the letter. But then everything else was was wrong. I wonder, it's too bad, I, or maybe you can do this on OkCupid, uh, put more emphasis on the other questions? I wonder No, if the sex setting. questions are the most important. They can be important, yeah, but maybe you could, you should be able to tell OkCupid, like, I want to you to match me more on personality than sex or something like that i don't know well you can yeah you can you can you can decide how each question is weighted it just turns out oh, that both right. he and i had weighted the sex questions very highly like this is <laughs> this is important to yeah, us both. Yeah. <laughs> so that's funny turns out we're both you know just giant hoes that's great that's it, great. it just it happens it's why we're friends well, everybody stay uh, busy on OkCupid over the break so we can continue this fuck-off Cupid segment. So that wraps up today's episode. Coming up on After Dark, we are... Matt Matt posed a question to the group we're going to be talking about. You have been granted the opportunity to send a birthday gift to your 16-year-old self. What would you give them? So we got a bunch of answers from listeners, and also we're going to share what gifts we would give ourselves, as well as what we would give each other. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is the, this, these are the important questions we need to ask. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw out a, a, a bonus answer right now. I would give Elisa a strap-on. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Start her collection. We also have a couple AP choices. Jordan asks us about wrestling. <laughs> okay. And uh, Sean asks us what ask is asking us what other celebrities uh, could could run for president like Ronald Reagan or Donald Trump. So we'll be talking about all those things on today's episode of After Dark. And speaking of our Patreon, you may remember a benefit of our Patreon is that even though we're going to be off, we're still going to be uploading new content. I have a little folder here on my desktop. It's called porn. No, it's called millennial bonus content to save for the breaks. And Porn. I have a couple here, including this one called Elisa Reacts to Listener Birthday Wishes. You remember that, I, Elisa? I you do like, remember that. You were like crying. Yeah, that was so, a little emo bitch. Yeah, so we're finally going to release that on uh, Patreon. Finally. Patrons receive benefits like uh, always getting new content. Year round. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for sticking with us through another half year. It's been fun. 
Yeah. Could have some meetings about the show while we take the two weeks off and discuss. Yeah. How- mm-hmm. We're going to come back swinging. I'm excited for it. Yeah. So our next episode, like I said, is July 13th. GOP convention is July 18th to 21st in Cleveland. And then the Democratic convention is July 25th to 28th. Yeah. So get your rest in, guys, because we're going balls to the wall once we get back. <laughs> balls to the wall. Elisa, what's our outro song today? This song comes courtesy of John Oliver. Uh, this is called <laughs> Fuck You, European Union. This yes, is his parody, this song. his parody song of how you can st- hate the EU, but still realize you should be part of it. The great British way. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. And I'm Matt. Peace, y'all. Politics. That being said, we're not going to leave you. Turns out we need you nonetheless. Fuck you, Countries we 